It seems like everyone wants to tell you about how they got their two shots. Well, the only two shots me and Archie have had is whiskey that could probably start a car. But if you want your shot at hearing the most badass athletes, the funniest comedians, and the sickest musicians, then go to www.nttfgpod.com and subscribe. I'm Rock. And I'm Archie. Well, our opinions, eh, they might not matter to some, but... It's a podcast. Immature, crass, trashy. And those are their good qualities. These poor schmucks are a couple of IQ points away from eating paste. But when it comes to music, sports, and comedy, well, that's all they know. You're listening to Not These Two Fucking Guys. Not These Two Fucking Guys podcast. I've said this before. Have you ever had Jersey Girl Brewing? I have. Delicious. I'm drinking a Belgian triple. Ooh. I like, uh, the, I like the artwork, too. A little, little I know. playing card king on it. I know. It looks, it looks pretty dope. They are not a sponsor, but uh, Jersey Girl Brewing Company in uh, Hackettstown, New Jersey. There you go. Yeah, they're pretty delicious. I enjoy, I enjoy Jersey Girl here and there. You know what I could say, though? What? No Jersey girls ever enjoyed you. <laughs> Yo, Rock. What's up, buddy? You know how jacked up I get when we talk about rock music, metal, or anything that has to do with rock and roll, right? Absolutely. Well, here we go, bro. This next guest is a woman of many hats, my friend. She's a director, dancer, choreographer, talent coordinator. The list could go on and on and on. But most importantly, she is a visionary when it comes to creating the very sexy, talented, badass girl dance group, the Cherry Bombs. Please welcome to Not These Two Fucking Guys podcast, Alicia Taylor. Thank you for having me. I I love that. I could. I feel like I should have you do my intro for every <laughs> meeting I go into. <laughs> Look, you landed a new gig, Arch, already. Fucking ten seconds yeah, in. Yeah, That's I great. love it. We'll add some explosions in the background. <laughs> oh, you want? It'll be your six fifteen a.m. wake up call <laughs> on the alarm clock. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. We appreciate it. How are you doing? Thank you for having me. I'm I'm doing really well. Busy, super slammed right now, but happy and um, excited for things, you know, coming up and hopefully some sort of resemblance of normalcy that we used to know at one point in time. Um, yeah. But how are you and the family? Everybody good during these shitty times, you know? Everybody's good. Everybody's healthy. No good. complaints. Um, you know, in a weird way, this whole pandemic, obviously, you know, my husband and I, we've been home yeah. more than ever. And it really brought our family super close. And we were able to connect um, and have more time together than we've ever had. And I think that was really important for us. And um, mm. we were just totally bonded over this past year and um it's been really good for us we've really enjoyed awesome. it that's yeah. good yeah. Oh, oh i've been home 
I've been fucking home so much. <laughs> we had a we have an eleven month old, and a oh, two yeah. and a two yeah. and a half year old, and we had a pandemic baby. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh. And me and the little one, we got to watch a series called Girl Gang series. Lucky yeah. <laughs> you. But I loved it. I I, I I got such a a cool insight on how you guys started, where you're going, and where it led you. Thank you. Up till now. And I'll be honest, you know, I, I, I started watching. I was like, oh, it's cool. It's cool. And then next thing you know, I'm like, bro, let her get the fucking lift in. <laughs> like, 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 I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> now I'm sitting here like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know. I- <laughs> Was it's, it? it's a doozy, right? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. But everybody out there, you got to check it out to know what I'm talking about. But all I'm saying, was that on purpose? Meaning, like, did you go out to film this series? Or or you? this is behind-the-scenes stuff you kind of put together? Was this meant to be a... Yeah, it was meant to be a reality series of mm. sorts. I knew I wanted to shoot it documentary style. I didn't yes. want it to be, like, this, like, Real Housewives type of bullshit that we see. Um I wanted it to be real raw and, mm-hmm. and mainly to give people an idea of who we are um, bigger than what you just see us on stage. So we're not like just see these half naked girls on stage, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, doing our thing. Um, I wanted to let people inside to see like how much work it took and all the training involved and just kind of give more of a human side to, to us as performers too. And that's really kind of what I set out. And I remember when we first started filming that first uh, season, I turned to my videographer and I was like, let's just roll it. And God, maybe it's going to be boring. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, I don't know. And Uh I mean, as you know, mayhem ensued. And we just shot, we shoot each season pretty much over about up until the third one. Um, that was over a bigger span of time. But the first yeah. two seasons were shot over two, three days. Gotcha. Wow. And yeah, it's a lot. That can happen. It's real dramatic. I'll say, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I just, I, I remember being like, man, what if this is boring? What if it sucks? <laughs> we'll just grab it. And then uh, the end of the first season, we sh- we stopped rolling the first season after about two two days, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Well, that wasn't boring." And um, then season two, we were like, "Yeah, maybe boring again." And then you know, documentary gods were like, "I got you, fam. Like, we're, <laughs> we're gonna start a riot. We're gonna start a we're gonna start a Mexican City riot." That's Here you go. great. <laughs> That's and, great. Yeah, and and then my videographer turned to me and he was like, "Yo, Alicia, like these girl gang episodes are getting wild." I was like, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. I, and I love how it's so independent. It's so it's like you know, like you you, you did it on on your own. And what was really cool is that a couple of years ago, I saw a, a, an interview with Sonny Sandoval from POD, and he was on a, a Scott Bolin show. Bowling, okay, bowling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, right, yeah, yeah. all right, so now I see this logo, Kind Punk, a lot because uh-huh. I'm starting to go to that uh, that that show a lot because he had some cool guests. It was pretty cool. Then I see your documentary and I'm like, oh, Kind Punk. Kind Punk, yeah. I I talked with you know over text a little bit, Scott. Is this a Georgia related thing? Like, it, how was the hookup with Kind Punk there? Yeah, so um, I used to live in Atlanta and. When I was there, I got a call to be in a Fozzie video with Chris Jericho's band. Mm-hmm. 
And they were like, we need dancers. Can you come down and do this? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And went there and shot it. It was great. The director, um, I saw how he was working and I, and I saw the playback and I was like, man, this guy's like really good. He was a young kid. Mm -hmm. And I turned to him and I said, are you local? And he said, yeah. And I was like, do you want to, do you want more work? Because I've got (laughs) a dance group and, and your, your stuff is rad. Like your shooting style is perfect. It's, it's very, um, kind of renegade throw and go style, which I, I love. Mm -hmm. Um, and and he was like, yeah, let's go. I was like, have you ever been to a bike rally? And he was like, no, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> and he was like, wow. Um, and he hadn't formed Kind Punk yet. That's Nathan Mowry, by the way. Um, okay. And he hadn't formed Kind Punk yet. Things were picking up so much after that Judas video. From yeah. Bobby, um, yeah. It just exploded that he started getting booked more and more and more. And he's like, I need to form a company. And so he formed Kind Punk. And he and I have worked together ever since on all these different projects, obviously. And then mm. Scott Bowling uh, linked up with him, who is also in uh, Georgia, north of Atlanta, mm. uh, for his YouTube series. And Nathan's just kind of now the go-to guy for everything kind of rock and roll in in Atlanta area. And a lot awesome. of musicians are down there. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm I'm a video editor by trade, and oh, uh, nice. And, and I and I'm, I'm watching his stuff, and I was digging a lot of his, you know, like the cuts and then yeah. using the cinematography. He did a great job with everything he's done with you so far. So yeah. I can only and, imagine, you know, maybe if you keep using them or whatever. But I think it's doing awesome work. I agree, and most of our stuff is shot with one camera. It's really him mm-hmm. just running around. There are times where we had two other, mm-hmm. uh, at most three, but not often at all. And most of Girl Gang is shot with one camera too. Okay. Um, so he's just running all over the place. Running and gun. Just go. Just going. Just going, <laughs> going, going. And honestly, like you said, his style is so rad and it's so punk. Yeah. <laughs> not to, you know, I, I know. Punk. It is. Um, I mean, we did a promo video and it was beautifully shot and it was super expensive. And it was with this really like high level videographer and um, and it was beautifully done and it was just beautifully edited and be- Sony red cameras in the crane and all this stuff. And when I looked at it, I was like, this doesn't feel like us. It's like mm. too perfect, if that makes sense. No, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So like with rock and roll, it needs to be a little, a little dirtier, a yeah. little little rougher on the edges and you just something a little not so perfect mm-hmm. it just didn't feel authentic and um and then nathan you know came with his one camera and finagled some shit together <laughs> and threw it and was like yeah cool and, I, and, it, and his became my favorite video that's awesome yeah that's great when did you first have the vision for the cherry bombs? I first had the vision for it when I was a cheerleader in the NFL um, for the Atlanta Falcons. And I just was tired of dancing to Justin Bieber and Katie Perry song <laughs> with a giant candy cane in my hand. Oh God. And um, I also was really tired. I've always been kind of a little bit of a, a rebel by nature um, I don't like to be told what to do a, a, a lot when it comes to like things I find that are just stupid. And when you're in the NFL like that, they really do own you. They own everything you do. Um, it's very much, you're very much controlled. And to me, it just wasn't worth it after a while for it, for what it was, it was great. The experience was rad. I got to travel all around the world and do amazing appearances and, and, you know, yeah, 
find a network of women, 39 women every year that were immediate friends. That was great. That was the awesome part. Performing for football games, love football. It was rad. But for $75 a game, I was like... Really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. For for all the things they were asking, I just... I just don't want to do it anymore. Practice alone. Yeah, and that seems like a lot of work for that. (laughs) It was a lot of work. It was a lot. And... And you know that going in, you understand that going in. So by no mm. means was I like, you know, tricked or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they were very upfront about that. And so for the first, you know, two years, I was like into it. I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do it. And then by the third year, I, it just wasn't fulfilling anymore to me. Um, and so I was like, I can do this and I can do it to music that I really dig and I can make a lot more money doing it and mm. I can have just as much fun, if not more fun. And, you know, I don't have to be, I don't have to worry about what I'm going to say online. If it's, if I'm going to get, you know, piss off somebody or if I'm going to get kicked off for, yeah, you know, and I'm pretty mouthy anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> it was only a matter of time. A matter of time. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. Yeah. So you went from cheerleading. I, I, I believe I read somewhere that you said you, you, you tried to get a couple of cheerleaders on board with you for uh, retired cheerleaders that you had on board with you. And that yeah. kind of didn't work out a little bit. Totally. And I'm still friends with them to this day. So we joke yeah. about it now. Um, mm-hmm. They when I retired from the NFL, I was like, OK, I'm going to create this group. And my real close friends were like, OK, that sounds kind of cool. And the other half were like, what's wrong with Alicia? Like she's getting, I always had the most tattoos on the team. They were always <laughs> little ones. So I just okay. like covered them up. Uh-huh. Um, but then I started getting more and I dyed my hair red and they were like, what's going into Alicia? Like, okay. Now look at her. <laughs> yeah. In fact, someone said that I was added to somebody's prayer list. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I was added to a prayer list. There's like oh. a prayer list on the wall of this restaurant. Um, outside wow. of Atlanta, and my name was on it, and I and a lot of them stopped talking to me because all of a sudden I was like this heathen. Our passion for Alicia, Grandma. Wait, when you go to church on Sunday, just please, I have a friend. <laughs> yeah, need you to, uh, yeah, add Alicia to uh, her. She's she's getting a lot of tattoos. I'm worried about her. Uh, Smoking the devil's lettuce. Say, <laughs> there you go. Ugh, I'm like, okay, come on, y'all, and so whatever. But yes, um, the few that were my writer dies. They're mm-hmm. like, yeah, we'll come, we'll do something with you. And our first gig was Sturgis, South Dakota. Yeah. The world's I'm... largest motorcycle rally. Yep. Okay. <laughs> these girls, like, bless them, because at the end of it, they were like, we love you. We're here for you. We will cheer you on. No, no, this is really our thing. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah, that had to be culture shock for them, no? Oh, <laughs> You know, and I've, I've, you know, I'm was used to like, I've lived all over the place, all over the country. I grew up in Seattle. I went to college in Hawaii. I lived in Atlanta. I've been all over the place, done, you know, done it all. And then some, so this wasn't really like, I had a blast. I fucking loved it. Yeah. Um, And some of these others were a little, you know, a little more sheltered. Yeah, it was, it's a, a yeah, much different world for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I totally get it. Totally get it. So um, they were like, "Wish you well." <laughs> we'll pray for you. We're gonna do great. <laughs> we'll bite you the cheer
and we'll be there to support you. <laughs> Alicia, I'll mail back my thong. See you later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take my fishnets. I really don't want to put holes in them anyway. So. Yeah, no, they were good sports. Good. Um, they, were. So, they were. So from there, you find your crew, right? You start trying yeah. out, and I know, uh, I be- I be- correct me if I'm wrong, is Vegas your home base with your crew? Um, yep, now it is. So now, you know, fast forward through all those years in Atlanta, came to Vegas, uh-huh. built the crew here local, and and this is re- really where we pull from now. Okay, yeah, because I, I believe in the in the in the series it was saying like I, I have crews like kind of scattered on the if I have a show, uh, East Coast, West Coast. If I have a show, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, absolutely. And I still have you know previous performers of mine that I still keep in touch with. Where if we do get a you know a one off gig over in Atlanta, um, it just makes more sense to pull from local there. Mm-hmm. I can send them video if it if it's a show that I can do that with. Yeah. Um, then I will absolutely bring them in. Um, for something like that. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So Macabre is so cool. Hell yeah. so oh, cool. thank you. I uh, the soundtrack, the dancing, the wardrobe, the locations, all money. Thank you. I actually watched your whole series and then I watched the show. Oh, and, rad. Love and, that. and like it, it was like a whole like cherry bomb extravaganza in my house this whole week. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at your daughter yeah, like, yeah. okay. I, I was like, I was like, check this out. This is gonna be fun. Just don't yeah. tell mommy. Um yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. No, but um I, I, it's like I don't even know where to start on this thing. Because uh, t- tell me where where did you come up like, where did you come up with this oh, idea? It's it's one of those things, right? It's hard to explain. It is. It is hard. Yeah. People keep asking me like what's macabre? Tell me about macabre and I'm like um it, and like, it's hard to describe cherry bombs. It's not, it's not much different than trying to nail that down either. Cause that's, that's kind of, we're kind of a tough act to describe unless you've seen it. When you see mm-hmm. us, you're like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. But if you haven't seen us before or any videos of us, you're like, what is this? Like these girls and they're in high heels and there's like fire, I guess. And they're hanging from stuff. I don't know. <laughs> um, but um, Macabre is, so before Macabre, when we did shows, it was always like number, 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 unrelated to one another, just all different songs that I would pick and we would do a dance to it or a fire act to it or an aerial mm-hmm. act or whatever. And it was just kind of like a like a variety show, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, I figured the next step in the evolution of this brand was to create a show that had a storyline. We'd never done that before. And it was... I'm not typically one to go like super deep into the artsy world because I don't want to lose anybody. Um, if I go way off and I can go there definitely, but you know, I want to keep it light. So, um, with this one, I wanted to kind of dip my toes into that kind of more artistic side of, of me. And so I wrote a storyline, um, based it off of the goddess Pele. When I lived in Hawaii, I had heard about her legend mm-hmm. and it was something that always kind of stuck with me. And, and then I expanded on her story and created kind of almost a horror story about it. Um, that involved this man that gets deserted in the middle of the desert and he comes across the saloon and that's his only option is to go in there and figure out what to do. And he goes in and you kind of, wait to see if he ever makes it out again. Yeah. And um, there's a twist in there and there's little Easter eggs in there. And um, 
that's kind of what I came up with as far as typing out the whole storyline as an outline. Um, Mm -hmm. And then from there, I looked at music choices of what fit the mood for each part of the story. Love it. And then from there, I looked at what act Mm -hmm. um, would fit for each song. And then from there, we went to wardrobe and yada, yada. Yeah. I was telling Archie that the, the pick of the music, like it's crazy. Like obviously it's your vision and, and, how it complements the scenes that you guys are doing. It's like, wow, this song was made for this, you know? And obviously like you you put this to this after the songs are made, you know, but it, it it really was like seamless. Like you started off with the avatar song and it was just like, that like set the tone for the whole thing for me. And I was like, fucking good. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That was, um, avatar has always been a band that I really, really appreciated. Mm -hmm. I've been a fan of them for, more than a few years now and they just have this cool groove um, while still remaining heavy at the same time um and and two they're very visual themselves and their performances i don't know if you've ever seen them live oh yeah oh you have okay good so you'll know like they're all about like you know the the story right Mm -hmm. so like the costumes and everything and even their albums tell a story now um so, yeah, it's just I find that we pair well um, doing things to music of bands that are very visual like that. Yeah. Um, Rob Zombie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Rammstein. Um, you know, these very visual acts, if you will. I, I even liked I was singing to fucking spin, spin, sugar. Yeah. <laughs> so that I, was a sleeper track. I know. because I, If I'm not mistaken. Those are like my club days. I remember that being a, some type of a club yeah. song. No, am I wrong? Yeah, yeah. I, and I'm here, and I'm like, I fucking love that song too. I remember yeah. when I used to go to clubs in Jersey Shore. <laughs> I'm like, I'm yeah, like, yeah. fuck yeah, bro. <laughs> I think for, I mean, I don't know how old you guys are, but I'm 36. So, um, my, we're near that. We're near there. We're all there. Okay. <laughs> our our generation remembers that. Mm-hmm. We remember sneaker pimps. Um, yep. They were really big. The kids today don't know them, but no, not at but all. I, I wanted to throw something in there that was a little bit of an homage to my past with music that I really loved. And um, so that was sneaker pimps and prodigy for me. Prodigy is another really mm-hmm. big one for me. Um, and, you know, to kind of give the kids something to, to get into. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a sleeper track um, that came out of nowhere. That How did you, come up with the choreography to a song so so did you have just for instance did you have the dance before the song or you knew in your mind i'm gonna have the song and i'm gonna and i'm gonna create a dance to the song uh you pick the song and then you do the dance to the song okay okay so i don't choreograph everything okay i will bring in choreographers Mm -hmm. because i find that if one person choreographs everything it all starts to look the same Okay. Um, so actually there were many choreographers on this one and, um, and yeah, but what I do is if I work with a choreographer, I send them the song. I say, this is a song. This is the feel. This is how many people I want in it. Um, this is what their costumes are going to look like. You know, let's do it. Got it. Yeah. Sometimes we collab. Sometimes yeah. we don't. Um, sometimes I let them run with it. Yeah. We, we even threw in a flamenco guitar with fucking yeah. Metallica. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> this, yeah. this, this whole piece was well done i i i i enjoyed i enjoyed the whole thing there's so many i have like 500 questions on my head but i'm obviously we're not gonna you know i'm not gonna take too much of your time there was a cool scene uh, a cool setting Ry- rhyolite 
Ghost Town? Rhyolite. Rhyolite? All right. Did you, I don't even know why I think of this. Like, did you get like permits to go there or anybody yeah. could just go there and well, no, you're right? To the fucking town? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just wondering, like, Let me see your permits. Yeah. <laughs> but we like, had to get permits gotcha. um, because it's a historical site. Okay. A historic ghost town. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's in the middle of Death Valley. And there's some like cool arts art installations around there too, right? As you pull into Rhyolite, it's really cool. Uh, it's about an hour and a half outside of Vegas, but yeah, we had to pull permits for it. We had to get permission. We had to tell them what we were doing, what kind of cameras we were using. We weren't oh, going to wow. destroy anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's cool. The, the setting, the fucking, oh, it was so cool. It's yeah. like you had, you, somebody, somebody built your own fucking ghost town just for you, just like made for this video. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was, I was spending days and days Googling ghost towns around me because I knew that I wanted an old looking saloon to be our white dog saloon uh, mm-hmm. which is where this, this all takes place. And I was looking up, you know, like bars around town, something that looked kind of Westerny, nothing was really hidden. Um, I found this other cool one in Arizona that we were going to go to. I was like, man, that's far. And um, I stumbled along Rhyolite and Google search and was looking at pictures and I, the, what you see as the saloon in Macabre, mm-hmm. where you, there's like a drone shot of it, yeah. the girl walking out of, that's actually a train station. Oh, really? Um, yeah, it's a train station, not a saloon at all, but it looked like <laughs> exactly what I had in my head. So I was like, that train station, that's my, that's my white dog saloon now. Um, oh, man. Yeah. So cool. So cool. Super cool. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm glad you guys liked it. It's, it's, a, it's a fun one. It's a really, really fun one. You know, it, it's... Um, <laughs> Archie and I are in a band, a local band, right? But doing it for years. And, cool. you know, you write a song, people come see you, your friends come see you, it's great, you know, play some big shows. But it's like, we watched this and we felt so uncreative compared to like, <laughs> <laughs> no, and I'm telling you, like, like, again, the dance, the costumes, the concept, the, it's like, it's a, it's a level of thinking that's way beyond like what most people can comprehend. I mean, yeah, but if you think about it, so like with with bands, you guys are creating something audible. It's it's to be experienced with the ears. Mm. So that's where your creativity really has to shine. With me, mine is all visual. So it's what you experience with your eyeballs. Um, that's yeah. all I got. So it, it's got to be a feast for the eyes, no matter what it is. And that's what I found is the biggest difference between us and a band is the experience is just is very different. One is via the ears and the other one is via the eyes. Um, And that by no means doesn't mean that you can't do both. You know, like I said before, like you'll have bands that do like these crazy visual things like like star set, you know, or, um, you know, Alice Cooper or, Mm. you know, any any of these other acts and. And they're they're tapping into that too, but that's not typical for a band. I would say I would say bands don't typically go like above and beyond on that visual Correct. aspect mm-hmm. yeah, of it, yeah. ghost, and you know. Um, but yeah, so I mean, there's there's definitely room for you guys if if you, that's just something you want to start doing. Day, <laughs> you know, like rock, get your fishnets, get your fishnets out of the closet, rock. You know, listen, ready? If, only, if only I knew a guy who was my guitar player and also a fucking <laughs> editor. You know, if only we, I knew somebody that could make us do that. But you know, I yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, 
it's, it's fun. It's super fun. The next step would that I think would be really cool is to create original music for our shows. Yeah. But Absolutely. I don't know how well that would go over. Mm. I don't know. Let me ask you this. So you obviously cherry bombs open for bands, you know, stone sour, what have you. What's like to me personally, like, Music lover, love metal, love rock. I love all types of music, right? But sometimes you go to a show and it's like, all right, band, 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 and the band you went to see, right? I feel like I like variety when I go to a show. And like seeing something like that is like pretty cool. Like, you know, for example, I went to see Guns N' Roses a couple of years ago at the, at the garden and they had a painter. And oh, it held my interest. Yeah. It, it held my interest. Before I saw the band I wanted to see. So, like, I want to see, I want to ask you, like, what was the reaction you guys? Because it's like, it's like so different live. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of. So, when Corey was putting that Stone Sour Steel Panther run together, he wanted something different like that. Um, Mm -hmm. He wanted something that wasn't a band. Um, And I think it's a good option for when you're trying to kind of think outside the box. Um, our reaction that we get is generally one of two. It's either pandemonium, just, <laughs> you know, and especially the women, women really seem to enjoy us, which yeah. is a huge compliment to me. Um, or it's just, you can hear pin drop. It's just, silent. <laughs> I mean, I can't. And, and those shows, and I, you guys are in a band, so you understand. I'm sure. I, I mean, yeah. I don't know if you guys have ever been there, but if you have, you're like, God, do we suck? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was, or it almost makes you go uh, harder in a weird way because you want to like beat it the fuck out of them. You're like, come yep. the fuck on, do yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you almost like get in their faces more and because you want to pull something out of them. And exactly. a lot of them, I don't know if they know this, but like musicians and artists we feed off of you so 100%. if you see something you like you better do something because if you don't it's like Whoa. Um, <laughs> but then we we've, we've had shows where you like i said you could hear a pin drop i was like oh man the girls were super bummed when we got on the bus and i i went down to check on our, our merch girl and she was like yo alicia like we're selling the most merch we've ever sold here and I was like, here. Yeah. And these people just lined up out there, like, oh my god, you guys are so awesome, you guys are. And I was like, wow, okay, like that would be yeah. good to know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and I ran up on the bus. I was like, yo, girls, like they loved us, and they were like, who? <laughs> yeah, who? <laughs> they did. Like all of them did. And so the girls came out and took pictures, and it was they were rad. Like we are. Our, our, I was checking with our demographics on our socials from time to time to see where we're at in different yeah. areas and uh, markets. And that city just like went up. It was the weirdest thing, man. Really? And so I'm just going to go out on a limb and say they're in awe, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Look do I the- now? Like, you back for a dance group? Like, what do you do? <laughs> you see, that's what happens when I pray for the girls. <laughs> <laughs> they were praying. That's what they were doing. You know, what's funny is like Archie and I were like, we're the people that we would hate to come watch us play. Like I go to a show and I'm like, I'm studying everything. Like, like what's ah. going on? Music, the backdrop. What's this? What's the, what's the sound guy do? Like, Cause I, I'm like, we're like students of it. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, 
I mean, listen, at the end of a song, we, we lose our fucking minds, obviously. But like during the song, it's like we, we suck at we suck as uh, a fan as, as concert goers. Right. <laughs> we wouldn't want this being done to us. But like, I think some people like if you're into the scene, you kind of fall into that trap. Absolutely. You, I don't think you can help it because you you also know what's happening on that stage beyond yeah. what the typical audience member knows um, because you've been there. And so if something goes wrong, but nobody can really tell, you can see it in someone's eyes. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. okay. the, the, the old look, the old, the old look. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I, yes. <laughs> Yeah, um, but no, you, I, I absolutely agree with you on that, that you're definitely a student every time you go and you learn things, too. Oh, absolutely. Um, and it kind of can give you an appreciation for that band and what they're going through, good or bad, whatever it is. Um, um, a, a couple of years back, we were on uh, we Rocco and I for my birthday. We went to uh, Shiprock. And oh, cool. and it was the the one to Mexico, right? That's where we went. Um, yes, well, Stone Tower was. Oh on no, that. no, Bahamas, Bahamas. Ah. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> watching bands left and right, and I'm like, we need to bring this back to our live show. Like, like the little in, little thing, little nuances, yeah. little things that they're doing. Like, you know, yeah. obviously not trying to copy them, but like this is what we could integrate into our show and make it better. Like these yes. guys are professionals, and yes. let's, and we loved it. We were on the boat drinking in our fucking shorts and just just soaking it all in. Yeah, absolutely. And listen, like I don't care what level you're at, every band is doing that. They're all doing it. They're all, they will learn things from one another whether that's what to do or what not to do or take inspiration from one another like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who you are you still you know get a yeah. little something from each other and that's good because that means it's the industry is is breeding these ideas and and sharing them and and people are taking them and making them their own in their own different way and that's never a bad thing i don't think i Real quick, if you don't mind, I just want to jump back to Macabre one yeah. second because there's something, there's two things that I want to mention. One, I love that when I watched the Girl Gang series and then I watched the Macabre and then I'm like, oh, here's the part where that, I, I'm sorry that I didn't know that this girl's, that one of the dancers' name. She's like, my pants fell down. My pants <laughs> fell down. And I'm, and, and I'm actually watching the scene and I'm like cracking up because like yeah. I, I watched the behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, so from that, is there anything like what did you take away at the end of the day after this was all shot? What did you personally take away that you just this was great. This was exhausting. This was wonderful. This is self uh, self accomplishment. Like, what did you take away from this experience? Filming it all. Um, well, um, I mean, it really does show you what the possibilities are when things are limited. And I kind of feel like that's a common thread with cherry bombs and everything that we kind of go through. Mm-hmm. We're always kind of pushed to be challenged in different ways, whether that's we're in a venue and I'm dealing with some, you know, I won't say it, but I'm dealing with <laughs> a man of sorts. Yes. And gotcha. you know, we have to work with that or around it or work through it. And, or it's, you know, Mexico with this, it was like this pandemic and how resilient are we and how are we going to make this and turn it into something into our favor? And that was the biggest takeaway, I think, through this whole thing was mm. 
taking a shit sandwich and <laughs> just, you know, turning it into a beautiful club, you know, yeah. um, and, and in a weird way, again, it was almost a blessing because it allowed us to stay relevant during a time where, you know, artists and, and musicians and, and live acts weren't able to be, um, it gave us something to do and to focus on during a time where we didn't really have anything to do or focus on. Um, and it uh, allowed us to create another season of roguing, which is something we want to have ongoing. Mm -hmm. So it provided that. And then in a great way, it allowed us to do roguing to tee up to macabre, to tee up to our tour. Um, so you really can't beat that. No. Yeah, it's like an hour-long commercial for our tour. <laughs> yeah. Where do we see the tour when, when we get back to fucking normal? Hopefully, soon. Yes. CMFT, right? You're jumping on that tour? We are. I believe? Uh, we are. Okay. Uh, that tour starts mid-May through mid to late June. Oh, good, um, good, so good. coming up. And that's all over the Midwest. I think everything's sold out except for four dates, maybe mm-hmm. it's like 20, I think I was counting the 24 shows, 25 shows, something like that. Awesome. Yeah. Um, however, they are limited capacity. Yeah. We have a lot of COVID restrictions in place. That was really important to us. Um, so that's really the, the first thing on the table right now after Macabre airs this weekend. Um, and we're really, one of the first acts to get out there. So we were prepping for this tour back in January mm-hmm. um, when there was, as you know, from January to now in April, a lot has changed. Um, and states were like, fuck it, we're open. And we're like, oh, no. <laughs> like no rhyme or reason. No. And, and when we planned this tour, nothing was really open. And we were like, okay, 25% capacity. Mm. And then after, I can't remember if we had announced the tour yet or it was right before it, but Texas and Missouri and a couple other states, someone else was like, let's go. We're hundred percent open. Fuck the mask. Let's do it. Send it. <laughs> and we were like, Oh, whoa, not like that. Like, <laughs> just, you know. and, um, simmer down now. <laughs> yeah. 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 Pump the brakes. So we have had to maintain that through this, but, um, but yeah, I'm really excited to be one of the first like this to get out there. Obviously, other acts have been touring and stuff, yeah. but um, but not. I don't. I haven't seen any. I don't think with these kind of like guidelines and protocols put in place like this. Um, but t- you could tell me if I'm wrong. I have no idea. Alicia, I, um, I haven't been to a show in fucking almost two years. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah we're, we're, we're like fiending right now. It's terrible. I know. And, uh, and that's the other crazy thing is like. We haven't done this in so long. Everybody's yearning for it. You know, us as artists, we need it. You guys need it too as the audience. And there's a, I think when we got together and put this tour together, we were like, we sat down and we are like, there's a way to do this responsibly. There's a method here that we can implement and yeah. do this right. And so let's do that. Good. Yeah. I want to jump back to the movie again. So the first time you saw the fight, obviously you, I'm sure you saw like dailies and like whatever, whatever, you know, you, you saw like uh, pre-cuts, but when you saw the final version, like, w- were you like, just like a, like a, oh my God, this is what I wanted it to be. Is it better than what I thought it was going to be? And, or like, this is something that like no one can ever take away from you. Like, like you put your body of work into that. Yeah, it really was. It was like, 
I don't have kids of, of my own personally. I have stepchildren, but I don't have my own. Ch- I imagine it's a lot like just watching your your little baby take its first step. You know, you're like, oh, I know. <laughs> I did it. you did it. Fuck yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're so stoked for this thing that is its own living, breathing thing that you helped create. And and you put so many hours into it, so much work and prep work into it. And it's hard to appreciate a project this big sometimes when you're in it because you're dissecting every little thing and you're looking at it too close almost. So I think it's important to take a step back after yeah. you do something really massive and just appreciate it um, and not nitpick it to death. Cause you could do that all day. I'm sure you guys, if you write an album, you feel, you feel we'll never way. finish one ever. Never finish one. <laughs> yeah. At some point you have to go, this is great. And I'm in love with it. And yeah. even if it has imperfections, it's still great. Yeah. And that's exactly how I felt. I just know that like if even if it's just an idea, if I can like record an idea and send to Rocky or whoever in the band, it's like a, a relief that I get off my chest because it, that idea was in my head and I'm like, I have to get this out. Yeah. So I, I can imagine a whole production like that. <laughs> yeah, but, it know? was. Yeah, for sure. It was tough at first because Nathan and I would do these video calls just like we are and we would sit down and. I would tell him the storyline and be like, okay, now then this happens and this guy walks in and then he takes this shot and then boom, blackout. Uh-huh. And he's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then I kind of felt crazy talking, like saying the story to him. And yeah, yeah, yeah. after it was all done, he was like, okay, so what happened then? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and I was like, no, like he did the thing and this is where this happens. And yeah, it, you sound crazy saying the idea, but then once it clicks and you find people, and I'm sure you feel this way about your band members, when you find people that can execute your idea out of your head and make it a thing that you're feeling in your head. Sure. Yeah. You're like, uh-huh. You're my team. Hey, you, you get a coffee in the morning, sir. You get a coffee. Yeah. <laughs> exactly talk about that i mean everyone loves like instant gratification right so it's like you talk about being in a band it's five you know four to five other people and you have to like tell them your idea and they have to buy in and and kind of do it how you want it like this is like we we could actually get in a room you know our band five of us okay let's play a song like what you're doing is so big where it's like okay, it's this, this, this. So like changing an idea must, must, you know, almost like parting the sea. Yeah. No, I mean, my team, I'm really lucky in that my team trusts me. And, and also too, I'm open to suggestions as well. Like I'm not like, this is absolute, but nah. I mean, if I like, if I'm really <laughs> adamant about it, I'll say it, but I'm absolutely open. So if they feel like something could be really cool or something they could try, they're like, Hey, what about this? And I'm like, Oh yeah, that's rad. Fuck yeah. I love it. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It just, it, it's, I like the process. I like yeah. how I long it, maybe not long is the word. Um, I kind of like how complicated it can get and how tedious it can feel because it, I feel like when it's too easy, it's not as satisfying to sure. me. And that's yeah. what struck me watching it was like just knowing like the enormity of it and like what had to go into what the finished product was. Yeah. Well, 
the end of it went really fast. The beginning of it, the writing of it, the planning of it, the wardrobe, the coming up with the scenes and here and there, that part took a very long time. I say, I wrote, I wrote it, gosh, where I wrote it while Corey was recording. We are not your kind. So January was that 19, January 19. Okay. Um, so it took me a year total, um, to write it, to write it and get the wardrobe figured out. Um, the movie we filmed over, we filmed it in chunks. So we filmed it in August over like a week, I want to say. And then we filmed it again, um, another chunk of it in like October over like five days. And then we filmed it over two weeks in like November. And I think Nathan came out one more time in December and we did another chunk of filming for a couple of days. Um, so that the filming process kind of went fast compared to the rest of it, I guess you could say, because we had to knock it all out. Um, you know, we we're paying hourly for some of these places to rent them. Um, and plus Nathan doesn't live in Las Vegas. So Mm. he had to take time off to come out here and bang it all out. And, um, my girls had to take time. And so we, we packed a lot in, in the filming segment part of it. And then poor Nathan, he had like two weeks to edit the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) And like, I, like I mentioned before, I do video editing and I do like, you know, commercials and small projects that's fucking I, I i could only imagine the amount of footage that has to go into that project it's uh, a lot of footage that's a lot of, like i could just tell because you know I, i'm sure nobody's getting everything on the first take in the first you know no, but yeah, yeah so there's that <laughs> i can yeah. appreciate what that guy did nathan oh for sure he is you know? just he's an angel I bonused him. (laughs) I did. I was like, if you, I said, if you can give me this edit on time, I will bonus you. That's awesome. Greatly. Good good job, Nathan. (laughs) He did it, Nathan. And he was like, yep, you got it. And he he pulled some all-nighters. And um, luckily, we already had the outline. And what he did is, I mean, gosh, we first filmed it as like a trailer uh-huh. Because we thought we thought the world was going to open up sooner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in 2020, so we 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 actually filmed like a trailer for it, and then uh, when we realized that that was going to be you know worthless, we yeah. did the whole thing. We just took the outline of that trailer and he expanded it out in his you know whatever he uses. What is it? Adobe. Adobe uh, Premiere. Yeah, Premiere exactly. Yeah. And then he just dumps it all in. Mm-hmm. So. Good it job, Nathan Boy. Yeah, for sure. Good yeah. job, Nathan. I mean, ride or die right there. Uh, before we let you go, one final question. This, we, 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 we can't say enough about Macabre. How is that going to transform live? I'm very curious. Now, when we go see you live, how are we taking, how are we taking this stick on the road? Yeah. <laughs> how, how, because there's so much like, that went into this, the lighting, the fucking yeah. effects, the, the wardrobes, the scenes, yeah. the, you know, just a couple words on that. How, yeah, what the audience well, could expect. It's going to be like the Disney on ice version. So mm-hmm. it'll be stripped down. You're not going to get an actual saloon rolled out on a stage. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, we're, it's going to be more theatrical, but we have video to help push the storyline in between the act, give okay. time for costume wardrobe changes. The great wardrobe will still be there. We have a lighting designer. We do have some production we're bringing in. 
Um, and as the opening act, I've had to condense it a little bit. So it's not going to be the full length macabre. It will be macabre from start to finish, but there'll be some stuff taken out um, cool. for time. And um, but yeah, it'll still deliver it. And I think live, it'll have a, a cool effect. And we have a couple of surprises, too, in the live show. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. That's so. so awesome. Listen, everybody out there, cherrybombs.veeps.com, correct? Yes. Friday, tomorrow, April 23rd, Saturday, April 24th, Sunday, April 25th. Get your tickets. Check yeah. it out. Yes. Support. This is some cool shit. I love it. The, the the soundtrack alone, I was just fucking jamming out all day today. Yeah. So cool. Thank you. Alicia Taylor, thank you so, so much for giving us some time. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. Much appreciated. And thank you for doing this so quick, too. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, we appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank stay, you. Stay safe. And uh, we'll talk soon. You, too. Thank you. All right, the great Alicia Taylor. Take care. Bye. Thanks for having me. Bye bye. So fucking cool. I'm not even joking around, Rock. Not even joking around. The soundtrack to this show, Metallica avatar fucking i think suicide tennessee's fucking every song you say suicide tennessee's i'm not as drink as i thought i am you had a snippet of uh i don't know if you knows this guy Corey taylor yeah he was in it too i'll tell you what man i'll be honest with you if i went to a show and i didn't know I, if you know, like sometimes you just don't know the opening acts. If you just land a show, if, if I saw that as an opening act, I'd be like, "You want to know what? Different, cool, and I mean, very pretty ladies." So can't go wrong with that. It, it looks like a, it looks like a great show. And that's what I was saying to her. Like again, dude, love bands, love music, right? But like, you go to a concert, you might not want to hear like. You know, four bands that sound that sound like the same, similar genres, but like something different like this is like, wow, okay. Hold your interest. Well, it held my interest. So Rocco, please, what will hold your interest? Tell the people what they want to hear. If you just heard us chat with the multi-talented Alicia Taylor, and you don't care if you live in a mansion or trailer, and you got so excited that you need an inhaler, and you spend your last dollar like you're a drunken sailor, then you just listen to Not These Two Fucking Guys podcast. We out.